1: This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: Robbo here today, filling in for Phil Edwards again. He's got a family wedding this weekend, so he's away enjoying uh, the celebration of a new marriage. But I'm blessed to have Graham Cole with me, the Reverend Graham Cole, as joining me as my guest and co host for the morning. Good morning, Graham. Good morning, Robbo. It is so good to have you here. I've heard some good things about you, but I've only just met you, so I'm looking forward to uh, uh, maybe hearing if all those good things are true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether they are. All right, well, we'll find that out over the course of the morning. Looking forward to hearing some of your story. Uh, Just in a nutshell, though, like if you bumped into someone in an elevator and you had 30 seconds to tell them who is Graham Cole, how would you respond to that?
0: Oh, gee whiz. I'd say... but. I'm married to Sue. I've got three fine sons, uh, three beautiful daughters-in-law, and nine grandkids. Nine. And love the Lord. Wonderful. That is so good. Is there? How old are the grandkids? Uh, the grandkids are anywhere from six months through to nearly eight. With wow. Some uh, boy-girl twins in there too.
2: Okay. How about that? Yeah. That's great. So there's a likelihood that there'll be a few more to come. Yet, would that be fair?
0: Oh, we're only the parents,
2: so we'll wait. Uh, we'll <laughs> wait and see what happens. But I, I think they're probably done. But mm-hmm. we'll wait and okay. see. Very yeah. good. We've got to always wait for the surprise package that comes along sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> the, bl- the blessing many years later That's is, so good. Is, is really something. And are your
0: grandkids nearby? Do you get to see them they a fair are. bit? Actually, we do quite a bit of um, uh, picking up and dropping off mm-hmm. from time to time. And uh, we, Lovely. Uh, to, uh, all three are in the western suburbs where oh, we live. Nice. That is yeah. so good. Well,
2: we're going to hear a lot more about uh, your life over the course of this morning. Chris, will also uh, share communion together. And the best five-minute sermon you will hear all day coming up later this morning on Sunday Morning Together as well with my guest and co-host, the Reverend Graham Cole with us this morning.
1: Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: Trobo with you. My guest and co-host this morning is with me in the studio. The Reverend Graham Cole is here. And it's so good to have you here, Graham. Now, I know uh, I've heard on Good uh, Authority that you're uh, quite a keen sportsman. You you coached a lot of sports over the years at uh, at school where you were a chaplain, uh, cricket and other codes as well. Are you sort of a you know ace uh, bowler? What, what's your sort of claim to fame? Oh, back in the day, I was a bit of an off spin bowler okay. and uh, batted uh,
0: at three or four or five, okay. and sometimes open depending on what was wow. going on. But I. I do, uh, my my main sports of choice are are rugby and cricket. Okay,
2: fantastic. I could have done with your coaching at school because I uh, batted at number 11 and I didn't bowl. (laughs) So (laughs) so I was very much making up the numbers. We were in a small school with a yeah a struggling team, but uh, maybe you could have helped me to become a, a spin bowler or something. I don't know. I, I think that's the really good
0: thing about uh, being in a small school. When I was uh, doing high school in Charters Towers, um, we uh, if you are male, you were in the first team. Yeah, so, well, that's that, right. That was really great. And we, <laughs> we got hammered quite a bit uh-huh. by the the other three private school uh, teams in town, mm. and uh, but. Uh, we got better and better, slowly but surely, yep. and uh, started to give them a bit of a a fight. Um, That's great. After a while,
2: so good. Now, speaking of Charters Towers and cricket, I couldn't possibly not mention the Goldfield Ashes because that was a huge thing back oh, yes, in the day. Yes. So, were you as you know, sort of schoolboys? Were you involved with the Goldfield Ashes, or do you sort of remember that?
0: I do. I do. It, it, it was quite big when I was doing uh, high school there, from seventy one to seventy four. Yep. I uh, wasn't involved myself, but did play some club cricket as well mm-hmm. as uh, school cricket. Wow! Um, but uh, that was a big thing. I think it was the Australia Day weekend that the big focus was on. Yeah, there and it
2: was it massive, wasn't it? I had because I grew up in Townsville, so we had I had lots of you know friends, and even there was uh, some of the churches would put teams in to the Ashes and what have you. Best sort of back in the eighties, I guess that they were more involved with that, but. Uh, it was a pretty big thing. Yeah, it was uh,
0: a really an interesting thing for me because at that stage of my life, uh, cricket was a great passion for me. Yeah. And uh, my my parents uh, uh, really wanted me to go to church, but uh, I wasn't that keen. And it was uh, only a couple of years later where uh, where I was uh, converted and came to know Jesus Christ mm. as Lord and, uh, and uh, still continued with cricket but got cricket... Uh, uh, down a peg or two, yes. where it should, in terms of priorities, uh-huh. where it really should have been. Excellent, yeah. that's
2: so good. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear more of that story of your conversion. I hear it was uh, quite a, a dramatic, uh, sort of a radical conversion experience for you. So we'll hear that story uh, in about an hour's time. But uh, looking forward to communion coming up soon. And so, Graham, for those that are listening this morning, we've got some elements here. We're going to uh, share communion together. Uh, and I encourage you, if you, you haven't already organized a bit of juice or, or water or even tea or coffee, whatever you can, a bit of bread or a uh, biscuit um, as far as the elements go. But how can we be preparing our hearts this morning as we get ready for communion?
0: I, I think the reality is for us to reflect uh, really uh, just to take time to be still to remember what God has done for us. Mm. Um, There's so much noise surrounding our lives. It's good to be able to just stop and pause and be thankful. Yeah,
2: fantastic. That's so good. Well, that's uh, something we can do uh, even as we get uh, ready. So we'll be doing communion in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So start to even do that. Reflect and uh, pause and just quiet your heart before the Lord as we prepare for communion this morning here on Vision. Sunday morning together, across Australia, on Vision Christian Radio. Reverend Graeme Cole is with me here in the studio, and I'm going to hand over to you, Graeme, to lead us in communion this morning. Thanks, Robbo.
0: I wonder if all of us could uh, come to a point right now where we're preparing our hearts to receive these elements to remind us of that great action that occurred 2,000 years ago the other day, I was traveling on the freeway near uh, Royal Brisbane Hospital, and I was overwhelmed by a thought, and the thought was, if it depended on me to design this freeway, would this freeway actually exist today? And there's no one in the world I could have designed it or constructed it or put it in place, not a chance in the world then I thought of some of the medication that we take, and I thought, well, there's no one in the world I could develop that and make that medicine. And it really hit me that uh, all of us are standing on the shoulders of giants, people who have made life, in one sense, easier for us in the way that we live today because of what they've done, making things more accessible uh, and more
3: available.
0: And I think it's great for us to stop and pause and to realise how we have been so blessed by the contribution of those people. We've been blessed by the people who have been role models for us, who have pointed us to Jesus, who have enabled
3: us to be the people that we are today.
0: But head and shoulders above all of those
3: Uh, examples of what people have done for us creatively today to enable us to live the lives that we do,
0: is the one who God has sent into the world, his son Jesus Christ.
3: And for us to realize the enormity of that gift when Jesus gave himself for us willingly and freely at the cross. It's mind-blowing to think that every one of us is flawed, that we're sinners. But as Romans says,
0: even though we're sinners, Jesus died for us. His love
3: is so incredibly great. It is so good to know that God provided the way through Jesus for us to be forgiven. He paid for our selfishness and our sin as he died on the cross. So I can't encourage us enough this morning to come before the Lord, and as we take the bread and as we drink the wine, to remember him and what he's done for us. And let's come with a thankful heart. And so I encourage you now to take the bread, and let's remember these words. On the night of which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread.
0: And after he had given thanks, he
3: broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. And then we take the cup and we remember Jesus' words. that after supper, he took the cup and he said, This is my blood which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink this, all of you, in remembrance of me. Let's pause as we eat and drink. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you so much for the gift of your life that you have given for us on the cross, for the full payment of our sin, and that you have died not just for us but for all people, but help us to realize and experience in you that you died for each of us. Lord, as we continue to honor you, we remember your words when you say, "I am the bread of life, and whoever feeds on me will never hunger, and whoever believes on me. Will never thirst.
1: Amen. Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Radio. It's
2: Rabbi with you on Sunday morning together. Reverend Graham Cole is with me as well. It's so good to have you here, Graham. And uh, Thanks, just uh, looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the five minute sermon coming up in about an hour's time. Um, so how are you, how do you go with uh, with times? Do you are, are you like? I, I saw you took your watch off before. My dad's a pastor. He said that was. You took your watch off because you just ignored the time. Was that for an ignoring or to watch the time? It was to watch the
0: time. <laughs> I,
2: I'm, uh, I, I uh, don't speak for long, long times.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I'm used to speaking to lots of young men. Yes. So uh, you keep it short and brief. My messages endeavour to be really punchy, mm-hmm. and uh, but they're not super long and rambling.
2: <laughs> That's good. I'm, I like that. Another thing I remember my dad saying was some advice to preachers. He said, you know, if, if after five minutes you haven't struck oil, stop boring. <laughs> <laughs> good advice. So, anyway, we'll get to that. That's a little way away yet. Yeah, but before that, we're going to hear Graham's story. I'm really looking forward to hearing. Yeah, some of the things you've done, I mean, you've been a chaplain for decades. So some of those stories of uh, your work in schools, how you came to faith, that's all coming up. This
1: is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: Robbo, with you filling in for Phil Edwards today, but my guest and co-host this morning is the Reverend Graham Cole. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story, Graham. I've heard a bit about you over the years, but uh, this is the first time that we've had to, the chance to meet. But uh, tell us your story. Now, you've already mentioned uh, briefly before you went to school in Charters Towers. So is that where you were born?
0: Where did you actually? No, Dad was uh, in the Commonwealth Bank. Okay. uh, We originally came from Brisbane Mm -hmm. and uh, did most of my primary schooling in Mackay when Dad was transferred there. And then uh, uh, did the majority of my high schooling in Charters Towers. And then at the end of year 12... Uh, hopped on a train with a, a, a great friend, and uh, we headed to the Big Smoke to Brisbane. Right.
1: okay.
2: And, and was that for uni, or what was the purpose for the… Yes, yeah, so I went to QIT
0: in those days, mm-hmm. it's now QUT, and uh, did a, a Bachelor of Business uh, in accounting, I started doing accounting, but changed okay. that after the first year to marketing, mm-hmm. bachelor of business management, marketing. Oh, great! And uh, and that was great. Fantastic! Yeah. That's mm. so
2: good. So, tell me more about your. Life growing up, did you have uh, siblings? Was it a big family? Yeah, uh, there the,
0: I had a, bro- a younger brother and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. So uh, Andrew, uh, my brother, and uh, Linda. Oh, and Andrew uh, must be a
2: good bloke. Really oh, like he's a top bloke. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and Linda's a a, a wonderful sister. Nice, me. very yeah, good. Yeah. So you
2: moved around a little bit. I mean, that uh, it can be a bit unsettling, I guess, for some. Although it wasn't. I mean, you did a, a few moves, rather than lots, but. Uh, How did you find that? Like sort of, you know, I guess obviously meeting new friends, going to a new school. How did that all play out? It it wasn't
0: too bad because it wasn't as if we moved every, you know, year or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in Mackay for seven years and then Charterstowns for, I I was there for four. Mum and dad Mm -hmm. stayed and my brother and sister stayed for another couple of years um, before I came back to the
2: city. Fantastic. And was it uh, like a Christian home? Did you attend church or Sunday school? We did. Uh, we went to the local Methodist church,
0: and uh, and, and I remember going to a, a sort of a a youth group uh, meeting that was on when church was on, and uh, the local dentist there was a guy called John who took that group, mm-hmm. and uh, he was very keen on scripture. And at that point, it didn't mean a thing to me. Um, in, in fact, I wanted to go and play cricket, yeah. which, which I ultimately ended up doing. I left the group. Uh-huh. And, uh, but a couple of years later, some of the scripture that John had actually sung in songs oh, right. yeah. really stuck with me. And that was uh, uh, partly instrumental in, in God speaking into my life and saying, Excellent. Graham, I want you to know me.
2: That is so good. I love hearing that. It, it's such a vital thing, is like putting uh, the scripture to music. I mean, obviously, we've had scripture in songs, there's lots of. I mean, we've just launched Vision Kids here at Vision, and you know, lots of those uh, you know uh, kids' music is is scripture in song, and it can really just have a powerful impact, can't it?
0: Absolutely, and I think what it does is it really sits well in our memories, mm. and, and that's the beautiful thing about it uh, because you've just got the the double dimension of yep. uh, the music with the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, which just adds a dimension beyond simply memorising a verse. Exactly. That's Mm. so good.
2: Well, we're going to continue to hear uh, your story. Graeme Cole is with me this morning, uh, my guest and co-host for the day on Sunday Morning Together, and we're going to continue to hear more of uh, his life and how he came to faith. We'll get to that next. Sunday
1: Morning Together together. across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: My guest and co-host this morning is the Reverend Graham Cole and we're just hearing a bit of your life story, Graham. So you've told us you grew up in sort of country Queensland, really, you know, Mackay, Charters Towers. Uh, you came back to the Big Smoke to Brisbane for uni uh, as a 17 year old uh, to do business. So was that kind of your aspiration to. Because you mentioned your dad was in banking. So is that kind of what you know, led you in that direction? Well,
0: I certainly at that point thought it was. Um, and uh, it, it didn't excite me greatly, but I thought. <laughs> Uh that's part of my background, family-wise. Mm. I head down that track. Yeah. Uh, but uh, things changed. Okay. They certainly did. <laughs> yeah. um, I think mum and dad were really wise because what they did was they, they put me into a uh, – they enrolled me to go to a church hostel, like a residential hostel. Oh, right, yes. Yep. Today. And uh, – it, it that had a massive impact on my life because in this hostel of fifty guys there were probably oh, at least um, a third of them who were christians mm-hmm. and uh, and I remember being quite uh, quite taken with the uh the minister mm-hmm. uh, a fellow called Ray hunt uh, and i and he took a, a, an interest in me and uh, there was something that he had that I and I didn't know what it was mm. uh, that I thought, gee, I want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I hadn't processed that what he had was Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but after a little while, I realised that. But the yep. funniest thing was I had a room, a single room that was – you had to go through another room to get to this room. And I came home one night, and in this other room I had to go through was this jolly Bible study. Oh, right. And uh, they were Uh looking at these tough questions, and one was, if you were hit by a bus tonight, do you know where you're going? Mm. And I thought, gee, i better be polite. I can't just walk through because they'd say, would you like to stay? And I just found that interesting listening to uh, uh, different ones of the guys talking about what What they really saw was really important mm-hmm. in terms of life, yeah, you know, and, and for the first time in my life actually reflecting on my internal destiny, mm-hmm. where was I going after I died? Yeah, what was the purpose for my life? What was the reason for my existence? so so being caught in that end room had a, <laughs> what was a good thing?
2: Yes, you yeah. can see guy's hand in that. It's amazing, is it because obviously, there's lots of seeds being sown in your life up to this point, like even you're talking about, you know, Sunday school, learning scripture. You're your parents, obviously, you know, concerned for your um, spiritual well-being, so that you can sort of see, all, you know, God's fingerprints on all of that. But at that point, you still haven't really made a commitment per se, like you haven't sort of owned it for yourself.
0: No, that's right. And uh, it was interesting because what used to happen on Sunday nights, the particular uh church that ran this residential college would send a bus out to pick up students to go to church on a Sunday okay, night. Yeah. And the great attraction was it also stopped at the girls' residential <laughs> college. <laughs> right. And so there were a whole lot of girls and a whole lot of guys. And so it became a bit of a social mm-hmm. uh, focus to to go in together. It was yeah. kind of the place to be, yeah. uh, not only at church but on the bus. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was there uh, during that time. Actually, it was at uh, Albert Street Uniting Church. Oh, yes. Uh, where there were a few messages um, that were that were given that really, I, I think God's Holy Spirit mm. was speaking to my life in, yeah. in a really powerful way. I remember Brilliant. being really moved by a communion service. Mm-hmm. And then a particular night in September 1976, um the the person taking the service said, look, uh, you know, uh, I, if God is speaking to you tonight mm-hmm. um, and he's calling you to commit your life mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to come and kneel at the front mm. and uh, I want to pray for you as you turn to him and as you invite Christ into your life. Mm. And, uh, and I actually... Uh, wasn't going to go forward. I, I became aware of um, for the first time in my life. I I was sitting next to a young lady who who was a friend, and uh, she said, "and um, I wasn't going to go forward, but I f- I thought I should." Mm-hmm. And it was at that point in my heart, I, I had these thoughts: "Don't go forward. That's stupid." Mm. And for the first time in my life, I became aware of a spiritual battle. Yeah, right. Something was actually yeah. not wanting me to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to me, um, look, I'm going to go and be prayed for mm. and make that commitment. Did you want to come too? And because of her encouragement, I did that. Wow. And it was at that point I invited Jesus Christ Um into my life, I turned away from my mm. life yep. and and experienced the the newness of Christ's presence through His Spirit in my life, and uh, and it was the next day that I noticed my life was incredibly different
2: from wow. what it have been. That's amazing! What a
0: great story. If you asked me the question, what the difference was, mm. the difference was I all of a sudden had an overwhelming love for people. Wow. And my life had been probably at that point dominated by a fear of what people thought of me. Okay. But that had been all of a sudden challenged and up yeah. by this love. Wow. So it it, um, it was a fascinating experience. It is.
2: Well, I guess because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Absolutely. So that Christ's love has come into your heart and then that's dealt with that
3: Absolutely, wow. and, I,
0: and I think that's exactly what happened for me. All of a sudden, I was having these experiences of God in my life, and then I was reading the Bible and the, and thinking, "That's what happened to me," mm. as you wow. said, with perfect
2: love yeah. cast out of fear. That's yeah. amazing. That's so good. Yeah. Well, this is Sunday morning together, and we're going to continue hearing uh, Graham's story this morning and uh, where to from there, because obviously that's a, you know, a key moment, you know, where you sort of you know, surrendered your life to Christ. Uh, But you've seen some amazing things happen since then. So we'll hear more of that as we make our way through this hour.
1: Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Radio. It
2: is Robbo with you. And my guest and co-host this morning is the Reverend Graham Cole. And we're hearing Graham's story now. We're right at a very exciting moment where you've just surrendered your life to Christ. So for those that haven't been listening, you uh, grew up sort of in country Queensland, I guess, Mackay, Charters Towers. You came to Brisbane for uni. Yes. And so, was it in your first year of uni that you that you had this encounter with Christ? Actually, it was the second year. Second of uni, year, so okay. it was
0: two years into that yep. management degree. Okay, great. Yeah. Right.
2: So a, a real, you know, dynamic. Even though you'd sort of grown up in a you know a church, going home, and there was no sort of like real you know animosity to the things of God, but it was a, a moment where you really owned it for yourself, and you've surrendered your life to Christ. And you're saying that you know there was you know some significant changes took place. Mm. almost instantly you know where you know christ's love came in you had a love for people your your fear of man had sort of disappeared mm. so what happened after that did you sort of uh, you know continue obviously your studies if you, you finished your uni degree
0: i think there were two main things going on for me i remember doing a communication course uh in the second part of that year mm-hmm. and uh for the first, I know it's really common today, even from younger grades, for students to be getting up and giving talks in front of the class. Yeah. But it was something that I don't think I'd ever done at school right. in the whole of my 12 okay. years at school. Wow. And now I was doing this course, Communication 2A at UUT. <laughs> and we had, and the, the main part of the assessment was speaking. And that freaked me out. Mm. It really did. And it was there during that time where I had come to Christ, where I was really challenged by God uh, to reflect on why I didn't want to hop up there. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, the reason I didn't want to hop up there was I was concerned about what people were thinking of me. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, well, hold on a moment. Christ has died for me. I need to forget about myself, get myself out of the road, die to myself, Mm -hmm. use whatever terminology you like, and uh, this is selfish on my part. Mm. And I think that the, the just the phenomenal discovery of the difference it made when I got myself out of the road mm-hmm. and God, God was able to then use me. So so that was a big thing. And, of course, then it raised questions for me about what I will do in the future. Uh, did I want to do management? And so At that point, I started to explore a few directions, and it was really interesting. One of the directions I thought I'd explore God might use is to call me into full-time ministry, Mm -hmm. another was teaching. Yes. And so I went and made some inquiries about teaching but discovered that I'd only get six months off a three-year degree, a Bachelor of Teaching, and I thought, oh, golly, that's a long Mm -hmm. haul, even when I thought I'd eventually head into ministry. So... What I did, what ended up happening is I finished the the management degree and then worked at Myers for three years. But the call to full-time ministry uh, from God was really strong. Mm. And ultimately, then I started theological and biblical studies mm-hmm. to, to head down that pathway. But, you know, God's got an incredible sense of humour. Sometimes we're trying to work out whether oh, is it ministry or is it teaching or is it management or what? what is it? And I think it's quite hilarious that I ended up, w- w- the majority uh, part of my ministry time-wise, having a ministry in school. That's right. I ultimately did become a registered teacher wow. as well.
2: Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's so good. Now, I want to quickly circle back because you mentioned that you, the night you, you know, went down and knelt at the altar, a girl invited you. Now, yes. I mean, obviously, you've got kids and grandkids, so you married was was did that become your wife? Or no, what no, happened no, there? like no, how did you no, she how did you was, end up marrying and how did that all happen? yeah that,
0: that lady was a friend mm-hmm. and uh, but it was a number of uh, years later that I met my wife Sue, and uh, and uh, I knew her before we were serious, but mm-hmm. uh, Funnily enough, I was um, I was a um, boarding master at uh, Brisbane Boys' College, Okay. and I was going off to a theological college lecture, and this would have been in 1982, so mm-hmm. a few years later. And uh, I, the sun was in a particular place, and mm-hmm. I ran into a truck. Oh, really? Right. So the truck pushed the radiator back uh, mm. onto the onto the engine. Mm-hmm. And I rang my father up and uh, at his workplace and his secretary answered the phone and her name was Sue and she, oh, right. said, uh, she said, look, I'm happy to loan you my car uh, while yours is getting fixed. Wow. And then she rang me the next day to say that she'd had something uh, go wrong with her car and she couldn't do that. Oh, No. <laughs> So, in in fact, we decided to have a night of commis- commiseration. We played squash, went yep. to the Pizza Hut, I think, in Peru. <laughs> and uh, six weeks later, we were engaged, and six months later, we were wow, married. Wow, that was a whirlwind
2: ro- romance.
0: I wouldn't recommend it. I think uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, we've had a wonderful uh, 40 years of, of marriage, but I think we could have just
2: slowed down that yeah. i
0: Yeah. I'm not recommending waiting <laughs> three or four years, but I think we were yeah just a bit too fast.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad that it's worked out anyway. You're 40 years down the track, so that's uh, good to hear. We're going to hear more of your story. Graham Cole is my guest and co-host today. This
1: is Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: Robo with you and my guest and co-host, the Reverend Graham Cole, is with us today, and I've been loving as you've shared your story, Graham, just to uh, you know your life growing up coming to faith as a young man, sort of about 18, 19-year-old, and then uh, going on to sort of, I guess, find your way, like figure out what to do. You ended up going to ministry college and getting into ministry and I believe that you spent some years in um, uh, St. George uh, ministering at the Uniting Church there.
0: Yes, uh, we had, uh, following uh, being married, uh, we went to Beanley for three years mm-hmm. and out to St. George for five and had a uh, wonderful time in each of those places and made very dear friends. And, uh, and it was a, a real privilege to share the, the good news of Jesus mm. Christ in those communities.
2: That's so good. it's been great to hear. I mean, obviously, we've got listeners in St. George, Charters Towers, Mackay, all these places that there's probably people listening to going, oh, that's uh, my hometown. But something obviously happened because you were there ministering in St. George for five years, but uh, there was a call, like uh, an invitation for you to get involved at uh, the Brisbane Boys College. Uh, Was that something that you were eager to do straight away, or did you sort of need your arm twisted a bit? Like, how did that all come about? In fact,
0: I wasn't uh, wasn't keen to to head in that direction. Uh, one of uh, the things that God's laid in my heart is uh, building teams mm-hmm. and uh, really endeavouring to release people in terms of their ministry that Christ calls them to, and so that's been a, a big joy in my life is seeing young men and women um, coming to faith in Christ, using the gifts that they have. And I just, my perception of ministry in a private school was that it was more, um, how can I put it, centred around one person, you know, the chaplain, rather than a team. And um, anyway, we'd had an approach and then, one particular day, late in our time, we we're very happy in St George. I, I received a call and uh, a, an invitation to to go to be Brisbane Boys' College, and uh, we just knew it was right. And mm. uh, Sue knew knew it was right. I knew it was right, um, a, and we just knew that God was calling us. It wasn't something that Sue was particularly keen on because she's a country girl. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was a. A, a bit of a chap, yeah, but there's huge. no hesitation that we should do this. Mm. So, and, and I th- I'm glad that the call was clear because uh, I I found um, th- that role in the early years incredibly uh, busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was right the trap, but I, I hadn't adjusted yeah, to the speed of course of, uh, and the pace.
3: Yeah,
2: mm. as you look back, because you ended up being there 28 years uh, yeah. as the chaplain there. Um, what would be you know a couple of highlights, things that come straight to mind thinking you know wow, God was you know doing some amazing things and you you know got to be a part of it what What would be some some highlights that you would remember on?
0: Look, I think one of the things that I uh, think is incredibly relevant today is being able to have uh, boys who are committed Christians and also to uh, having boys who are atheists or agnostics. Uh, being able to speak their mind and and seeing that freedom of Mm -hmm. speech and freedom of being able to express faith rather than being shut down. That's something I'm really passionate about. So uh, just to give you an idea, something that means a great deal to me was some of the debates. We'd have a lunchtime where we'd have a packed-out theatre with 150 students there, and we'd have on one side, we'd have uh, a student who... Um, who would be debating why he believed God existed mm-hmm. and we'd have another student debating why they didn't. And the, wow. and the incredible thing is that both of them were great friends. Yeah, Both of them ended up being OP1 students. Wow. And it's been interesting, a few of those guys who were debating have come in later years. I met with one um, recently who said uh, it was through the friendship of the other boy that he had actually come to Christ himself. Wow,
2: that's amazing. So I think
0: that capacity to Mm -hmm. be able to uh, talk about difficult issues, I remember during the marriage debate in 2018 uh, um, speaking about... the reasons why uh, marriage is between a man and a woman mm-hmm. uh, w- was discussed in class, class yeah. uh, and then other reasons were given why that was not so. But it was really mm-hmm. important that those those voices were heard
2: so, yeah, so that
0: God's truth could be presented. That's so good. And the gospel could be heard. Yeah. I, I think that that's, I guess, a concern I have in the future is... Mm-hmm a potential shutting down of particular voices. Yeah. I don't think we want that at all as a, a nation.
2: Absolutely. You know, I was just going to say that I think we've lost that art of civilised debate. You know, we can, you know, wrestle with issues and we can present our opinion and we can ultimately agree to disagree. But unfortunately, that's really gone these days, isn't it? You know, it's sort of like just pff, no, my way or the highway. You know, everything gets shut down. We, mm. We've lost that uh, ability, haven't mm. we, To uh, to be able to, to articulate an opinion. I think it's
0: really important that we work on those relationships and mm-hmm. we, we don't allow that to happen any more so than what it is. We've, we've just got to build those relationships uh, for a whole range of reasons. We've got to work together as a society, society even though we might disagree vehemently mm-hmm. uh, with other people um, and what their position might be. We 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 do need to love them. Mm. Um, I, I have some very strong uh, convictions about what I think uh, is right in God's eyes, but mm. at the same time, I have to be incredibly
2: careful how
0: I yeah. express that.
2: Absolutely, you. yeah, I agree with that. That's amazing. So yeah, some wonderful opportunities that you've had, and I believe, like even th- there was uh, you know, young men as they've grown up through school, even came back and asked you would would they would you marry them? You know, like so. There's obviously you've created some wonderful. Uh, friendships and relationships with these young men, as as you've uh, you know, mentored them over the years.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's been a real privilege and honour to be involved uh, in a number of uh, the weddings of uh, of previous students, and uh, also too there've been those sad times where we've, uh, you know, sadly sharing in the mm, passing of yes. uh, uh, of young men and women, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that's a real honour and a privilege yes. to go on that journey yeah. with uh, with people. Too. Absolutely, yeah.
2: It's a wonderful thing, is I guess it's a it's a unique position that role of a chaplain, isn't it? Because you you do get to spend a lot of time with people. I mean, obviously, it's similar, I guess, to a teaching role but there's a a little bit more freedom to it. But, yeah, you certainly do, you know, I mean, you do life with people, don't you, over a a long period of time?
0: You do. And I think one of the things to really emphasise is how much is learnt beyond the curriculum. Yeah. Uh, particularly when students go through experiences of disappointment or loss Mm -hmm. where things haven't worked out for them, how they learn through those experiences are really important. One of the most powerful presentations I I can remember was given by an ex-student called Blake who came to the Assembly one day, held up a letter in his hand and he said, this is the best letter I ever received. And everybody's wondering what it was. And he he read it out and he said, this is a letter I received from the medical board rejecting me from studying medicine at UQ. And uh, you could see the puzzled look on Mm -hmm. everyone as they listened to what he'd said. And he said, this is the best thing that ever happened to me because in missing out, I had to come to terms with that disappointment. I had to study, do the exam again, um, and then I was accepted the next year, mm, wow. and I met my future wife <laughs> in that intake. Wow, that's so, amazing. So I think it's, it's accounts like that, students hearing those sorts of accounts, mm. that can have uh, an amazing impact.
2: Well, thanks so much for sharing a bit of your story today. I mean, we only really scratched the surface, but it's uh, it's been great to hear uh, what you have shared. But I'm looking forward to hearing your five-minute sermon, which is coming up soon and uh, you can uh, hear the best five-minute sermon that you'll hear all day right here on Vision with uh, Reverend Graham Cole.
1: He's going to share that for us uh, real soon. Sunday, morning, Sunday together. morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. Robo with you, and I'm looking forward to hearing
2: uh, with you the best five-minute sermon you're going to hear all day today. Graeme Cole's in the spotlight. He's my guest and co-host. How are you feeling, Graeme? Are not feeling any pressure, I trust? Oh, I'm feeling massive pressure, <laughs> but that's all good. All good. Well, I'm going to hand over to you. You can uh, take it away.
0: Thanks very much. And, uh, folks, I want to share with you uh, what occurred when a young man called Alistair visited a group of Year 8 students uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, there were around about, uh, in fact, 150 students that he was speaking to and he asked the students if they like to take selfies. And all of them um, put their hand up and said, yes, they love to take selfies. And uh, then he asked them the question, do you take more pictures of yourself than you do of other people or do you take more pictures of other people than you do of yourself? And uh, the vote was resoundingly more pictures of themselves. And it was interesting then that Alistair had the young people reflect on what sort of lens do they live life through? Do they live life through focusing on themselves or on others? And he actually said to the students that he'd tried to live life through that self-lens. And he said it didn't work. But the lens that he tried that he found incredibly refreshing and empowering was to live life through the words that Jesus had shared in the Gospels through the great commandment. And I just want to remind you what that is, and I'm sure everybody remembers, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbour as you love yourself. And he said that upward focus of firstly loving God, of seeking God first, then sharing a love for others and then a love of self was really important, having that upward, outward, and inward focus. He found it really interesting when he was talking with the boys to to share that some people are actually surprised that Jesus says that we're called to love ourselves. That surprised some. But it's interesting that God does call us to love the person that he has made. And it's a wonderful thing that God loves us even though we're sinners. Christ died for us, so his love and his grace extend to us in that regard. But we have to be careful if we're searching for our own well-being that we don't just distill self-love from the great commandment and keep it by itself. There is great power in that triangular focus of the great commandment to love God firstly, to love self, and to love others. But it's interesting, too, that Jesus also said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. And so there's this focus, too, in the New Testament on the importance of the call by God for us to deny ourselves, for us to forget about ourselves. As Paul says, for us to die to self. How does that fit with loving ourselves? And I think there isn't a contradiction there. I think the reality is that that God through Jesus is calling us in a really powerful way to turn to him and to do something that is so powerful, to get our life out of the road, as Rick Warren said. In his very first few verses in the purpose driven life, it's not about us. When we put him first, when we put God first, it's then that we do the best thing we could ever do for our well
3: being. But our well being isn't the main focus, the main focus is our relationship with him. I personally have found the experience of repentance
0: of forgetting about me, of dying to self, the most positive and powerful thing that I could ever
3: do in coming to know Jesus. The challenge of God to you and me to say, deny yourself, but at the same time, love the person that I have made. We really do need to reflect carefully on that today.
0: I think it's a, it would be a really sad thing if a young person today grew up being so self-absorbed and so self-focused that they never heard that wonderfully powerful message of saying the best thing you can do for your future
3: is to forget about yourself.
0: I've loved taking young men uh, to the country where they have worked hard, where they've done community service and we've run them ragged, and in our reflection time, they have reflected on the difference that they have made to the people that they have helped. And do you know what? They have got out of the road.
3: They've forgotten about who they are, and they've supported those people. Can I encourage you as we go forward? to
0: remember that the best thing we can ever do is to turn to Christ, is to go through pruning, is to experience the, the positive
3: step of repentance as we turn to Jesus and deal with the things in our life that aren't right. Would you join me as we pray? Living God, we thank you so much for your call to love you with everything we have. And Lord, we thank you for the strength that you give us in our weakness. Lord, we help us to see just how powerful it is when we recognize the need to die to ourself, to die to our selfish desires, and to place you first. And in doing that, we experience your love. And you call us to love the person that you're calling us to be. Lord, we ask your blessing on each other in Christ's name.
1: Amen. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.
2: Robbo with you, filling in for Phil Edwards uh, this week. He'll be back again with us next week. But uh, my guest and co-host today, the Reverend Graham Cole. Now, uh, Graeme, you've spent... Uh, decades literally like over 3 decades now involved in school chaplaincy with the high school students i would imagine there must have been some funny moments in that uh, in that time like do you have any stories you can share of moments where you just thought i can't believe this is happening
0: <laughs> oh we we certainly had a lot of fun i remember when uh, it was apple crumble night in the boarding house and you'd have the apple crumble which was self-served with the custard and uh-huh. then at the other end of the table you'd have the pasta and the pasta sauce, and if it was a creamy pasta sauce, uh, what uh, would sometimes happen is people would uh, put some custard on the pasta uh, and put some right. creamy, uh, uh, creamy pasta sauce on the apple crumble, and that that <laughs> that uh, caused a, that gave us a lot of fun at times. But I I loved April Fool's Day. Okay. that was so much fun. All right, and I I can remember saying to. Uh, a couple of students on April Fool's Day, and of course, April Fool's Day is often in the school holidays, mm-hmm. depending on when Easter is. Yeah. But if it's a school day, it's a, it can be a lot of fun. And yeah. I can remember going up to a student and saying, "Look, um, you know, the headmaster wants to see you. You'll be leaving the school, and um, okay. and um, and." Um, I'd look at him very seriously, and he and as people do when they're trying to re- rewind what's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's right. What have I done? Guy. Right? And I said, and I said, you know what you've done, yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> really laid it on quite thick, and you could see that the student was quite concerned. That's but, funny. Uh, and now, would,
2: it, would you target the naughty kid or the good kid to do this? Because you could kind of go both ways, I guess. Well,
0: generally, you'd target a fairly strong kid yeah. who could uh, who could take it, you know, <laughs> okay. and. Uh, and and uh, and then you'd say happy april fool's day yeah. and it was just so <laughs> very very memorable and that's brilliant. and lots of lots of fun yeah. so uh, yeah the sad thing is it's often in the holidays yeah so, what a shame
2: yeah <laughs> that's so good well yeah so i'm sure you would have had plenty of opportunities for that and i guess even like school camps would be another thing that you would just some great memories you know you you can sort of forge some some very happy uh, times together you know in those sorts of yeah you know, Again, ones that maybe didn't go so well, like, you know, a camp where it got rained out or whatever the case might have been, you know. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: I can remember being south of Canberra in the Brindabella mountain range there and uh, it was snowing and we were in a cave and uh, the guys, these were year 11 students and we were around a a fire and... uh, Quite a few of them had melted boots because <laughs> it was just so cold, and they wanted to get close, yeah. close to the fire. But uh, uh, th- those experiences really made the students. Mm. I, I, I'm a great believer in outdoor ed because yeah. I think outdoor education uh, is counterculture. It takes students away from phones. It it, it redu- reduces the noise level in mm. their life and has a great potential, it actually, for God to speak into their life. Yeah. In exactly. those sort of situations, so uh, not only only a lot of fun uh, with uh, some of the meals. Um, <laughs> I remember we had some some um, food that um, probably wasn't the best, and we weren't the <laughs> best cooks. But uh, yeah. it, it. Uh, uh, I remember we were making chalky oats one morning. You know, putting chocolate in these oats, and uh, and we all weren't feeling too good, but. Uh, once I had a taste of it and realised it was a whole bag of coffee rather than a whole oh, bag of chocolate, no. that uh, <laughs> we'd be walking along and uh, and somebody would say that was so bad. And I can remember thinking, don't say another word. I just don't want the memory
2: of it. <laughs> oh, that's classic.
1: Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Radio.
2: And my guest and co-host has been Reverend Graham Cole this morning. I've really enjoyed having you here, Graham, and getting to hear a bit of your story and spend some time with you. Thanks, Rob, but uh, something we love to do around this time each Sunday morning is to ask our guests to pray for Australia. I mean obviously we we f- are facing some pretty big challenges as a country yes. and we you know, are really you know, desiring God's hand in the middle of all that. So would you lead us in prayer for the nation right now?
0: Absolutely, I'd love to do that.
2: Let's let's pray together
0: for our nation. Oh Lord, our God, we thank you that we come as Australians, and we come seeking your face. And Lord, we it is on our heart to see this nation turn back to you. And Lord, we pray that you would use your people and your church to rise up to speak your message with wisdom, boldness, and sensitivity. Father, by your mighty power, through the presence of your Holy Spirit, move in the lives of those who do not know you. Lord, we pray for those who lead us, for those who exercise leadership at local government, state government, and federal government, and for the significant issues that are before each of them. Lord, give them wisdom. Help them to hear your voice. Lord, we pray for particular issues and concerns that lie before us today. Issues that uh, are here before us with regard to housing with so many people who do not have a home. For issues that relate to the the vote on the voice, which is coming soon, for issues that are before Parliament with regard to misinformation and disinformation, for other areas of concern. Lord, we lift these matters to you. And Father, by your mighty power, we pray that you would move and we would see your hand working in our nation, in Christ's name.
1: Amen. Sunday Morning Together on Vision Christian Radio.
2: And I want to say a huge thank you to Graham Cole for being my guest and co-host for the morning. It's been a pleasure.
0: That's a pleasure, Robbo, and thanks so much for having me on board today.
2: So good to have you here, and I guess... Uh, what what do you got planned for the week ahead? I know that you're still part time in Chaplaincy, aren't you? So you got to, uh, do you sort of do you know, set days or is it a bit flexible?
0: Yes, yeah, normally it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I'm in a Christian ministry advocacy role with uh, uh, the Presbyterian and Methodist Schools Association, which mm-hmm. oversees uh, Clayfield College, Sumble House, Brisbane Boys' College, and Sunshine Coast Grammar, and that uh, that's a a but. Uh, part-time role for me mm. to be involved in supporting chaplains and ministry teams within those schools.
2: That's fantastic. What a great privilege. So I pray God's blessing on you as you continue in that. That's a, a really important, you know, pivotal role that you've got there. So uh, I pray uh, God's hand on you and uh, and your family as well. You, you mentioned you've got uh, lots of grandies that you, you love to spend time with through the week as well. So have a great week, and thanks again for being a part of Sunday Morning Together. Thanks so much.